This is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. Welcome to I Will Watch Anything Once. I'm your host, Mark David Christensen. I have a question for all of my listeners, and I want to enlist your help. I'm going through my DVDs and Blu-rays, trying to decide which movies to keep and which movies to get rid of. Now, most people will probably say, just keep them all. Well, I don't want all of these movies on my shelf, but I've created a collection. I did one big kind of full swoop through it back about a year or two ago. Tried to lower my uh, DVD count just because it just feels like it's now beginning to feel like clutter. Um, I don't want clutter on my house. At least that's not. I'm trying to get a little more minimalist. Probably won't go full minimalist. No way. I keep buying uh, vinyl records and comic books. But I also, you know, want to just be Um, really decisive on which movies to keep, especially in the streaming age. I can go digital. You know, there's always that option. But I'm having a hard time going through my movies and deciding which ones to get rid of them, which to keep. So I'd like to ask my listeners to tell me how I should decide this or help me out. Um, Email me at IWillWatchAnythingOnce at gmail.com about how you decide which movies to keep and which you um, should get rid of or just how you decide which movies to buy in which you decide just like nope that wasn't worth it and I know probably people think that's just an obvious answer but I'm having a hard time because I have movies on my shelf that I love like I love Capote but do I really need to own Capote and if I don't have it on my shelf when it next time it comes to maybe the Arclight or the new Beverly as a special screening will I appreciate it more um, having to go out of my way to go see it rather than just collect dust on my bookshelf along with everything else. Um, but I can't decide. Should I walk through every movie, watch it once, you know, really um, give it a time, like turn off all the lights, watch a movie a day, uh, be intimate with the movie and then decide at the end if this is the movie should I keep? Should I just hold it close to me like that, whatever that book is out there that says, oh, does it give me pl- um, pleasure or uh, does it give me um Whatever she says, the, the object um, elicits sort of happiness but I, or joy. Well, I don't know. Um, there are there's great movies, but I just want your help out there um, in the listening world. Um, if, how do I decide to keep a movie or to get rid of it? Um, you can email me, as I said, at IWillWatchAnythingOnce at gmail.com or um, tweet at me uh, your suggestions. Um, tweet it using the handle IWWAO and the hashtag DVD down because you know what? I want to get that DVD da- count down. So we'll just use that hashtag DVD down, even though there are Blu-rays involved, but who cares? we got to keep it simple with hashtag DVD down. So please help me out. Tell me how to decide to keep a movie or not using the hashtag DVD down. Um, and thank you. I hope you all uh, listeners give me a, a helpful hand so I can lower my, my count in movies and keep my uh, collection special. But enough of that. Uh, let's get to this great episode. I was very delighted that I was able to spend an afternoon with this wonderful writer, 
actor, director. Um, she's multi-talented. She's great. She's a delight to hang out with. She treated me to ice cream, as you'll hear, um, as we watch the movie in the middle of the day. Ugh, what a wonderful time I got to spend with Elizabeth Guest. Okay, all right. I'm here with Elizabeth Guest. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, we just, uh, this late afternoon, we did, we watched the movie One Fine Day. Yes, we did. Right. I don't think he liked it. <laughs> we'll get to that, Liz. Don't jump ahead. <laughs> uh, I, feel very I had a delightful time spending an afternoon with you. Thank you. This became, it felt like we really were having like a little, uh, a girl's night in. It did. Because one, you offered me ice cream. Thank you for that. You're welcome. And we ended up both in blankets while watching this movie. <laughs> we did. It was good. It was nice. It was. It the was, sun was setting. The sun was setting. It was. It was a beautiful. It, it was. It was. It was a. It was one fine day to watch one fine day. <laughs> Very dumb. Yeah. Uh, but great. So first off, just for listeners that um, have never seen this movie or mm-hmm. just can't are getting reacquainted with it through mm-hmm. this, um, since you've seen this movie prior to me yes give us a, um, a synopsis of what this this film is um it's All about right. one day um in the life of michelle pfeiffer and george clooney um they both have children she has a son and he has a daughter and um they kind of it's like it's a romantic comedy and at first uh they meet and don't like each other and then they fall in love. Um, it's just a kind of a you know a day of of errors, and then and then there's love in the end. Yeah, so, yeah. I think that describes I it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we want to get into like her job problem and his job problem and everything, but their careers are at stake, and but they're there for each other. Yes. Yeah. It says the IMDb description of it is the lives of two strangers and their young children unexpectedly intersect on one hectic, stressful day in New York City. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah. New York's a big part of that, which is part of why I love it so much. Okay. Yeah. So great. Um, if you haven't seen it, feel free to go watch it, then come back. <laughs> but um, we're going to plug ahead and spoil everything. So um, first off, right off the bat, why... Liz, did you want me to see this movie? Well, I when we were emailing, you asked me what movie. And the I don't know, just for you guys listening, um, it was between One Fine Day and It Happened One Night. And It Happened One Night is the first romantic comedy ever made. And it's also one of my favorite movies. But I thought, I don't know. I just, I guess I hadn't seen One Fine Day in a while. And I was mm-hmm. like, this is a perfect excuse because I don't really let myself watch that movie anymore because it just feels like a waste of time kind of because I've seen it a million times. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It just seemed like a more, it's more current or whatever. So that's why I picked it. For um, sure. It's more modern. It's more modern. Um I don't know, and it, it's a movie that means a lot to me. I don't know if you want to get in, me to get into that right now. Do I? Do I? Yes, I do. <laughs> Suppose that's so the let's point. go. Like, why does it? Why does One Fine Day mean so much to you? Um, I don't think I realized it until a couple of years ago. But um, the theme of the two divorced parents um, means a lot to me because my mom and my dad were both married before they had me, and my mom had a son, and my dad had a daughter, and so we became like this. 
weird kind of eccentric family, like the three kids. My brother and my sister weren't related at all, but they became very close. We were all very close growing up. And so, so to back up, just so I give this yeah, clear, yeah. you're it's sort of a Brady Bunch situation, but you're I'm you, the link. You're the link because yeah. you they they previously had two children than yes. you, the one they had together. Exactly. Okay, cool. Yeah. So I remember seeing this movie and being like, "Oh, that's my family." You know, that having that feeling. Are your brothers and does your brother and your sister have the same personality as these two children? <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. My brother was like an adult even when he was ten. Like had that mm-hmm. kind of like. Had it together. Um, my sister, my sister did wander off though, and, and was kind of like lost and would daydream. So oh, she really? did have the similar qualities as Maggie, the daughter, May Whitman, who I love. The, yeah, May Whitman, daughter. who is Egg from uh, Arrested Development. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can't even. What's funny is that that character. I can't even think of her real name right now yeah. because they just <laughs> she's so bland. But I can't even. I can't think of her name. Yeah, what is her real name in that? I don't know. I just remember um, them always calling her Egg. Yeah, her. Yeah, I love her. Um, she's very cute. She's a very cute she little is. girl in this. She's um, in a bunch of movies in the '90s as a kid. Yeah, she was. She worked a lot as a kid. So that's so. How so? You saw this movie at a young age. It remembered reminds you of your own family. I did, and I saw it with my babysitter, who was basically my best friend. Um, and I remember is that good or bad? It, I mean, it was it was good. I loved okay. my parents, but it was also kind of I've always liked older women and like adults in general. Like mm-hmm. I always felt more comfortable at a holiday party in the room with the older people than I did with the people my age. So it was important for us because it was kind of like our fir- one of our first outings, me and my babysitter together. And right. I remember turning to her and being like, that felt so short. And she was like, that's how you know you liked a movie. And I, oh. I'll never forget that conversation and that day. It was a special day. And it's a, yeah. That's great. Know. Do you still, are you in still contact with this babysitter? I am, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh my God. You're yeah. <laughs> Her name's Jocelyn. Okay. Yeah. This she's, is great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, Hannah Garces reminds me of Jocelyn, my babysitter. And I told Hannah when we were becoming friends, I was like, just so you know, you remind me of this person. And I think oh. that's why I felt close to her. That's like a, that's a, quickly. That's adorable. Yeah. You know how you yeah, you have associations with certain like, yeah. faces and stuff. I get I'm a person that gets associated with other people all the time. Are you? I'm I'm constantly told by people that I meet, they go, You remind me of so and so, somebody I do not know. And I'm oh, like, Great, I barely don't stand out. I just remind people of other people. Maybe that's good though. I don't think that they'd bring up people they disliked. Like you True. remind me of that asshole. Ooh, you're right. You're right. I should probably focus on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're like that guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's great. So yeah. you have like, so this is a movie that really has a place in your heart. That's, yeah, I think that's, that's why. It's definitely not a perfect movie. I also love Michelle Pfeiffer, and I wanted to be her when I was little. And also, my mom knew her. I think at one point and said she was a really nice person. So your mom is the reason why Michelle Pfeiffer has kids. <laughs> that's she- it. My mom is. My mom also had a funny interaction with um, David Bowie's wife. Um, what's her name? The model. The mo- I don't know is it who Amon? he was. I really don't know. Oh my gosh, I can't. Th- I am so terrible with names, but I'm she, terrible as well. She touched my mom's belly when I was in my mom's belly, Ooh. and so I fe- felt a connection to and Bowie. Now that's why you're a model. <laughs> <laughs> I never was a model. My grandmother was a model, but I was never. I have a character like that, though. I'm a model. That's my that's mom. the whole character. It's yeah. just you saying you're a model. I love it. <laughs> um, but with Michelle Pfeiffer, she has like. 
We want to talk a little bit about her. Yes. A uh, little inside scoop. Our audio cut out. We're going to try to recap what we just talked about. I just, I have to put it out there. This is the yeah. first time I've ever had an audio glitch like that where it just stopped recording in the middle of a great conversation. You'll never know what we first we, said yeah, about Michelle Pfeiffer. But yeah. we were talking about Michelle Pfeiffer, how we both really enjoy her as, a, as an actor. Yes. But how she sort of is an actor that is always vulnerable, is always consistent. Mm-hmm. She might, she makes bold choices. She's just not somebody that's made like, has had to like do as we, we, we sort of referenced, uh, or like, like a Charlize Theron who's changed her body to play the role in Monster. Yes. But that hasn't diminished the like value of what Michelle Pfeiffer brings to the table. Right. And it doesn't mean that she couldn't do that. Like she's great in Stardust. Oh, I love Stardust. Yeah, and she's wonderful. Think... She's the lead witch, and mm-hmm. I she's feel like three and people she's still have seen old. that. Yeah, I really. I, I my parents liked it a lot. Oh, they did. Oh, my parents okay. saw that movie before me. Oh, and then I went and saw it, and that's how I got introduced to Matthew Vaughn too, who oh, I think is a pretty good I director. Lo- I love Matthew. Did he do Kick Ass? Yes, he did do Kick Ass. I'm a huge I fan of Kick Ass. Yes, he's gotten a little. He's become a little annoying to me as a director, but mm. just because I wasn't, I'm not so sure I was a, as a much of a fan of other people of that last one he did, uh, the oh. Colin, F- the big action spy movie. It had its moments, <laughs> of, and it was really fun. God, I can't think of what it's called. Yeah, it's based on a comic book by Mark Miller. People are going to be like yelling at the podcast right now about you idiots. I can't, you idiots can't remember that movie. It's because I didn't care that much. Um, but but more about like Michelle Pfeiffer, like yes. She's great. She has like a great big catalog. She's mm-hmm. been nominated for Oscars, which are like the three movies she was nominated. Neither of us have ever seen. Yeah, Dangerous well, Liaisons. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, the what was it? It was Love Field, and then what was the other one? The Fabulous know? Baker Boys. Fabulous Baker, which yes. never seen. I've always, I've heard about that and have never seen it. Yeah. Um, which yeah, it's crazy that I have never seen any of those movies. Mm-hmm. But also the big one that we that stood stood out stands out to us is Grease Two. Yes, I yes. think another movie that's not brought out a lot. You know, remember? But for me, mm-hmm. Saturday after there was a lot of Saturday spent watching that movie multiple times. I I I watched that way too many times. I don't know. I didn't. Did you see own it. a copy of it, or did I you think see I had those? a VHS of it? Okay. Yeah, I had a VHS of Grease One and Two. Ooh. Yeah, but I do think that Grease 2 is a lot sexier. Far more sex. Even mm-hmm. the lighting, I think, because mm-hmm. I think Grease, it's very colorful. It's bright. Mm-hmm. It's it's presented as a pretty much a traditional musical. Yes. In a sense, whereas Grease 2 is very low light. It's romantic, <laughs> sexy. And there was There's chemistry mystery. between them, I think. Yes. Yeah. I think so. Travolta and um, Olivia Newton-John. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen the movie in a long time. So, to be honest, I don't even think I've seen Grease from start to finish. Really? Yeah, oh, but I've I definitely seen have seen Grease too because mm-hmm. I fantasize being that lead character on his motorcycle. I fantasize being Michelle Pfeiffer. Wow. There you go. Wow, we're two people that fantasize about <laughs> being other people in Grease too. In Grease too. Uh, what a choice! <laughs> but Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman is iconic. Mm-hmm. It will be. I don't think there will ever be a Catwoman as as remembered as hers, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I I love her. I'm her biggest fan. (laughs) 
<laughs> even though I haven't seen the three movies she was nominated yeah, for. You could be somebody's fan without seeing everything. Well, I think I've seen every Meryl Streep movie, even though I'm not her but biggest you hate fan. Her. You hate her. I don't I'm hate her, saying. but I don't. I don't love her like everyone else. Really, I like her older stuff because I watch. I've uh, seen is... like everything, so I liked her. Have you seen Kramer versus Kramer? Oh, that's, that's brilliant, and she's. I almost in that. picked that movie for us to watch as well. I would have said to have to say no and be like, I've seen it. It's a great movie. Yeah, it's a perfect her scenes movie. in it are. Brilliant. Yeah. Just the elevator. The very end of the movie is like, that's where you, I feel like, I don't mean, I could be wrong about this, mm-hmm. but I would, I would pinpoint at least, it's at least the moment or one of the moments, that last scene in Kramer versus Kramer, mm-hmm. when he, when she tells him to go back, like that last scene right before they get in the elevator mm-hmm. to go back and they're officially not going to, she yeah. says you can keep you can him or whatever. Him, yeah. That I think is where America or like the, at least Hollywood was like, yeah, Meryl's here to stay. Yeah. Like, she's our and also, Hollywood darling forever. The the reason why I also like Kramer versus Kramer is that's the first time in, in, like, movies where you saw the dad get custody and, like, you wanted the dad to get custody. Yeah. And that's another thing I related to with my dad and my sister, which is, like, we had half, half, we had half custody of my sister. And that was, like, important for all of us as a family to, like, see her half the week. And yeah. that was a huge, like, legal battle and everything. So... The dad is just important as the mom, essentially. Yeah. yeah. That, so and that's why I also love One Fine Day, because the dad is, you know, a huge part of it. His relationship with Maggie. Yes, his relationship. Because he starts out as a dad that's sort of like aloof, a big kid. And he kind of falls in love with his daughter just as much as he falls in love with Michelle. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would I would highly agree with that. And th- that starts, and that's George Clooney's character. Yes. Who this is like one of his early movies. Mm-hmm. Bef- this is... Either he's still on ER at this time, or he's coming. He probably was still on or shortly after, right? Yeah, because I feel yeah. like he got he became a movie star, but was still at least still he was on TV. Briefly. Still on TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I. At least that's how I feel like his career went. Yeah, because we all got to know him in that Clooney do on ER. I watched mm-hmm. ER's like first seasons, like week to week when I was like, yep, yeah, yeah. You did. That was like I've a big show it. to me. To me. I said that sentence very poorly. It's a big show to me to me. Yeah. Like, what a dummy. Uh, but I remember watching that show and thinking it was great. Mm-hmm. And then it just it was one of those shows where it just kept going. You're like, why is this show still on? Um, that was but like you, 10 years, right? Yeah. It was what? It was, it was 10 years? Yeah. It was very long. Yeah. What were you going to say? You, you <laughs> think George Clooney's boring now. Well, I just, I don't know. I just, he does do the same shtick thing and... I don't know. I'm like up in the air was annoying to me. It's like, okay, this is a, a, just a, a normal movie. Why are we at the Oscars about it? Right. I don't know. <laughs> but, but that's Oscars, right? Yeah. But I feel like I, I feel like a movie that wasn't starring George Clooney, like wouldn't have been at the Oscars. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like that same movie with other people wouldn't have no one got, would had the life that it had, which is fine. I mean, that's how movies are. Or it would stars, even be as good, but they just wouldn't have paid attention to it. Exactly. Cause it's a very simple story. And, um, and then the Reitman direct Jason Reitman yeah, directed, Jason right? Reitman wrote yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I, liked, I mean, I'm I a like huge Jason. fan of that movie. I, I, and I do and like, I that do movie. like George Clooney in it, but I get what you're I like from. the movie. I like George Clooney. I just, um, you know, when you've seen someone for like decades, I guess it just, can we get some new, new blood? Yeah. I feel, I, yeah. F- I feel you on that. I, uh, he is, I think he's grown though. I've like, and did you see Descendants? 
I did, and I'm reason. a huge fan of the Descendants because I like, I like Alexander too. Payne a lot. I love Alexander Payne. Like he's one of those. He's like on my short list of like, could I just one day be in a movie? Like one scene that you direct. I talked to him on the phone once, but I've never met him. <laughs> Why? <That's laughs> my dad once. worked on did voices for something, some movie that he directed, and they kind of like hit it off, and then I think they ran into each other, and then my dad, he and my dad were on the phone, and I was home at my parents' house. And Alexander Payne was like taking his parents' trash out and wherever his parents live in Wyoming or somewhere like that in Iowa. I Iowa. Think, I think because a lot of his like beginning stories take yeah, place. So in, like, he was like in Iowa and he was like, hey, Nick, I'm taking out the trash. I was like such a <laughs> that's all I really know about. And I was like, so he was funny. like, I'm with my daughter, Liz. She's a big fan. And he was like, hey, Liz. Anyway, so I he seems like a nice guy. So <laughs> we're getting we have, off track. Have, no, no, we're not getting off track. We just have to address something because. I don't know anything about your family, but it seems like I don't know what your parents do. All I know is they are do star in your web series you they, just released. Yes. So are your parents actors? My or? dad is an actor. He okay. he does a lot of voiceovers primarily. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I feel like he did a lot of like random on camera stuff in the eighties, but he he loves voiceover work. That's sort right. of what's what? his big. If you don't mind, say like what's his big like voiceover credit or one big credit I mean that we he would... was the voice of the dead dad on Sons of Anarchy that's a thing that I he never did. saw that show but I bet people are other like oh wow every time Charlie Hunnam like reads his dad's diary okay. it's my dad like reciting the diary all but, right I don't know that's a thing he does a lot of cartoons too and um that's awesome I don't, honestly don't know all my dad's don't. credits, but he's you been like a working actor. I don't need you to recite your dad's <laughs> credits. I don't think he expects that of you either. Yeah. It's just your. I, I only brought that up because I was like, God, you're you're like you've met a lot of people, but it's always it seems to be through your parents. So that's yes. why I was very like, oh, cool. I spend a lot of time with my parents too. That's so okay. Maybe that's just like how it would happen. You know? Yeah. Did you grow up in Los Angeles? Then? I did grow up in in Los Angeles. <laughs> I almost said Los Angeles. Well, that's for a lot of people it is. It for is. a lot of people it's Los Angeles. Yeah, so but the reason why I love One Fine Day is my dad's from New York and I basically spent like half of my life there and it's always a place that I hope to end up um, and I love it. So that's a, another reason why One Fine Day was my choice because I, I just love any movie that takes place in New York City because it's my favorite place. All right. Yeah. More, so, have you you spent half your time there? Have you used as, as a kid? As a, um, we would be there like every summer, okay. most holidays, and then my parents have a place there now. So, I tried to live there for a couple oh, cool. for a while. Like, I would go for a couple months at a time, but then because I went to USC, it felt stupid to leave my entire network back here in LA and like all my friends and start over. I was very lonely, like trying to totally to, like, start a yeah. new life there. Um, that sounds really silly. I probably could have made oh, it work. Oh, that's I get it. <laughs> but you um, gave you gave up. I get I it. Gave up. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I did though. <laughs> I took a UCB class and then I left after the class. Yeah, but then you kept doing UCB in LA. I did. Yeah, that's true. And you've had success there. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad. I, I'm glad I came back. Right. We wouldn't be having this conversation. It's true. We wouldn't because I'm not going to New York. <laughs> <laughs> um. Great. So. Going back to one fine day. Yes. Um, 
Real quick before we leave George Clooney behind, I think yeah. he's, he's stretched himself a little over the years. Like, I think the Coen brothers' roles have allowed him to be a little more mm-hmm. outside of himself. Yeah. Like, not out, when I say outside of himself, just like stretch and play a little. Make different choices. Choices. Oh, yeah, I'm, for sure. I'm a huge old brother, where art thou fan. Yeah. I actually like him in Tolerable Cruelty, which is one of the. I've never seen that. It's a Coen so. brothers movie that people mostly dislike, mm-hmm. and I. Yeah, I've heard bad things about I it. I love it. Mm. It's just simple. They, yeah. they, they apparently. Apparently, originally wrote it not to direct. They just wrote it sort of to sell. They write it, a lot of stuff and yeah, rewrite a lot of stuff. Yeah, they're they, like brought in a lot. Yeah. And like I think Bad Santa's one where they came in and did rewrites mm-hmm. on. I notice their name all the time. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know you had anything to do with this. Yeah. yeah. And But Intolerable Cruelty is one they ended up directing. And I like it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they're, they, it. they tend to be directors that like even in the stuff that's their weaker that we originally or we, what we hold is their weaker. Mm-hmm. Their revisits to it. You find stuff that you like. Mm-hmm. Like I even revisited uh, the lady, lady killers. I haven't seen that. And it's, I again, seen it's one, oh, that's okay. Yeah, uh, but that's like one where you first see it. And I was like, I don't know. Uh-huh. And people are like, it's really not that good. And then I go back and watch it again. And it's not that I'm like now I'm like gonna like advocate for it, but I'm like, yeah, there's things in here I really enjoy. Did you like the recent one though? I didn't. Yeah, it's not. Hell Caesar. I did. I came out of it going, you gotta be kidding me. My friend but, is really good in it. He's um, the young guy that the the movie star. Oh, the what? The, yeah, yeah, he's great. Yeah. He's the He's, he's like the best part of that movie. I think. There's a lot of great characters in that. I don't like George Clooney on that, but I don't know if that that's his fault. Uh, yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird, weird storyline. It's it a, just didn't work. Yeah, and I think there's a. I, I don't know what they were like. People are saying it's a lot about religion, and I'm like, I it didn't hit me. It yeah. didn't. And like the funniest part to me is when all of them are just directly talking about religion like the conversation that yeah, yeah. that Brolin's having with all the religious leaders about how Jesus should be portrayed in film that mm-hmm. converse, that scene is so funny that is a good scene and I think that's like oh yeah but then the rest of the movie just sort of like mm-hmm. it meanders for me yeah. and I tried to watch it again and I still I'm like I don't it just yeah. didn't win it over the that's okay the thing was weird anyway <laughs> whatever that's, moving on. yeah moving on uh, moving George on George Clooney George Clooney I still like him, but I get I yeah. hear what you're saying. I like him too. I mean, I love one fine day. I love I do like descendants. <laughs> I do like up in the air. It's just like he's who he is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's, an he's like just... Michelle Pfeiffer. He just sort of just does well, but I see but I think would... she's done bolder things. Anyway. Oh, I would say. I, yeah. I'll I'll go with you. Mm-hmm. But maybe I would maybe I don't know. Yeah. I can't. I'm we're just gonna have to move on from this. I think he's great in One Fine Day. I think he's perfect as this like kind of lost dad, but like he's super charming and kind of like falling apart, but also together and like I don't know. Yeah. I I would agree, and I can see Big where because looking up his just his like I was gonna say discography, like he was a band. I meant his filmography. <laughs> this is like this and Dusk. From Dust Till Dawn came out the same year. Mm. And I think these are the movies that really sold him to audiences as a movie star uh-huh. and let him to continue because the next thing he did was Peacemaker and then Batman. And then it was like mm-hmm. sort of shaky territory, but then he yeah. kept going. Mm-hmm. Um, because from Dust Till Dawn was like, I remember I used to watch Entertainment Tonight on TV like every day after school. Aww. That was like my stupid thing I'd watch. Um, probably the reason why I'm still pursuing <laughs> wanting to be an actor in, in this business. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember them doing behind the scenes of that movie me made and it was a big deal that he was go- being in this big movie. Mm-hmm. And I can see how like that 
solidified that he was like, ooh, he can be a leading man, but this also solidified him as like a leading man, but it was a romantic lead. Yeah. And I could see that. I can hundred yeah. percent see why this movie would have solidified him in the for sure. In like, oh, for American audiences, like, yeah, we want more of him. Mm-hmm. He's a leading man, and yeah, for sure. But I did not <laughs> like one fine day. That's okay. And you like called it through. I felt bad because you like. I feel like this is the hardest part. Is like when I rarely dislike a movie that I watch with a guest. Like I feel like they you take it as like you clearly you need to know that this is no reflection of you or your taste. This movie has a place in your heart, so it's it not does. me. Yeah. Yeah. And I would like to, like, we just talked about our lead actors. I don't think the fa- this fault of this movie is, falls on any of the performances. Yeah. I honestly think everybody does fine job. Yeah. It's the, it's the storytelling and the filmmaking that make me, like, laugh throughout this movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like, it sort of gets in the way of what could be a simple story. Mm-hmm. But I think the filmmaking itself just doesn't, it feels a little forced, a little campy. Mm-hmm. Doesn't It just doesn't hold up. You over mentioned, time. like, the excessive amount of talking and information in the beginning. And that's oh, sort of like my favorite kind of movie. And okay. I guess, like, so I forgive a lot of the other stuff, like the weird camera swipes and dissolves and Oh, yeah. Like, transitions. there's really bad. Transitions. Um, there's because have you screen. seen his girl Friday? It's sort of I like I love the, his girl Friday. Yeah, that fast pace. it kind of reminds me of that. I know it's not. I can that, see that, but like the there's a newsroom and like there's like they're yeah. quick and she's in a hurry and she's like stressed and I just I feel like I identify with her in the movie and like I'm li- like I'm like spilling my coffee everywhere and like dropping things and like right. life feels hard and then like something good happens and it's like oh right. <sighs> Yeah. Yes. I 100%. No, this is the thing that's Slice hard. Of life. Is when, this is the thing that's hard about these conversations because I'll watch a movie and be like, I, I, don't, I don't like this movie. Then I hear somebody like my guest, like yourself, the good thing. passionately just point out what you like about it. I'm like, yeah. oh, well, you're right. Well, you saw that. I can't. I Just because I didn't see it doesn't mean it's not there. What are the other movies that you haven't? Oh, well, we don't have to get into that. But the ones that you didn't like. It's what's, very rare. What's, the okay. only other one I can, I off the top of my head that I specifically did not like was uh, Hackers, which was like the second one I did oh, ever. Oh, yeah, that's an and okay I mean, movie. And I like, oh, God, please, can we just stop watching it's, this? It's a slow movie. It's slow. Yeah. And I get it. And a lot of these movies are just dated because of just what oh, yeah. of Hackers the time it came out. And extremely like, dated. 80s, yeah. 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 And that, and I mean, Larry Crown is a movie that is is vanilla and dumb, but if you watch it, I'm convinced that if you watch it with Dave Tooney, like I did, you will come out of it going, "Well, it wasn't that bad," because he is so like passionate about it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But like, so one fine day, like I I, (laughs) now I'm just like I want to go back in time and be like, let's watch it. It happened one night or never. I don't know. Have you seen Never Been Kissed? That's another one of my favorites. That's with uh, Drew Barrymore. Barrymore. I have never seen that, but I know what you're talking about because I think it's another one. I think I've seen clips Mm -hmm. Um, because I feel like there was movies growing up. Like Never Been Kissed seems like a movie that like somebody rented at a party I went to or something. Yeah. But it, because it's like you're hanging out, you, didn't you really never give it, it your full attention. Yeah. I I, yeah, I rented that, that movie like every weekend. Yeah. Just, <laughs> oh, Blockbuster. That was yeah, fun. Those were day those were the days, right? Oh Having God. to actually go out of your way to get a movie or convince your parents it. to drive you there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like that I feel was... like I'm making you sad with nostalgia. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Weren't they better times though? Simpler? We, well, 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 everybody ever you'll always say that. I know. Yeah. 
I guess my life was easier. Yeah. Life was always easier when you're younger because you didn't have any responsibilities. (laughs) You don't have to pay your own bills. You don't have to worry about how am I going to feed myself. Somebody else took care of that for you. (laughs) And it was like their job to make you happy. Yeah. And now it's my job to keep me happy and I'm incapable of it. Same. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard to keep yourself happy. That's why I have all this ice cream in the fridge. God damn. That was great ice cream. We already talked about it, but man. Yeah. What a way to watch a movie. Have a little ice cream as you start a romantic comedy. Mm. I would highly suggest that's how you do it every time. Yeah. 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 There's no other way. But with one fine day, like every little thing, like it's a movie that I'm like, I don't believe the reality a hundred percent. What I didn't be- you believe? You know, you were like <sighs> scoffing and laughing in the beginning. I was like, what's a, what? I, yeah. I got to like, now I've been like, I, I think I believe the two leads. I believe oh. like them, but the stories that like the things they were trying to create for us to think to make the day hard mm, just felt like hard movie hard. Got they it. felt like movie hard, but not that hard where I was like, come on. But I think that's kind of the point too. Like it can't, it can't be like, you know, I get it. It's, it's, I get it. Yes. You are a hundred percent what you're about so to say. I will say. let you speak. Like, no, I think what you are, you're right. I yeah. think what you're putting me in my place is like, it's a romantic comedy. It can't be that hard. No. Like, <laughs> did you notice the, when the ex-wife is like, I'm leaving town. My, you know, the nanny's mother has a benign tumor. Like it couldn't be a real tumor. Like yeah. a, a cancerous tumor. It had to be malign. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's quick. It's happening. We have, it's, to, we have to, get, we have to get to Michelle Pfeiffer. I gotta Pfeiffer. get a honeymoon. <laughs> yeah, we have to. But it took, yeah, we have to get there. Yeah. I, I guess it's more so like her job and his job. Mm-hmm. It just feels like it's there. It's present to make this day rough. Yeah. But I also don't believe both reality. I'm like, I don't. Mm-hmm. Those, those are the mm-hmm. things I didn't buy. Right. Like. I was just like, what? Like, yeah. what's going Like, this, I just, and that's why I just felt like, like a little frustrated and was laughing. It was because it was like, right. you're throwing information to inform me of like, this, this was rough, right? Like, yeah. But I was just like, yeah, but in like a surface level. Right. Like, her boss hates children and like, that's, I don't know. Yeah. yeah I know what you mean. It feels like put on a little bit. Yeah. And, and his job was like, as a reporter, I was just like, <laughs> really? Like, this seems such like a weird, like. They're going up against the mob. The mob and the mayor. And you're like, what the, f- what? Like, I did like that guy who played Manny, though, who he like confronts, who retracts his statement. He's like little, his evidence. Like, yeah. And on he, the top of the roof. Yeah. A little I, weasel that, that ran away and let his cute. capers fly everywhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He looks like a little rat. He yeah. looked like, they like, you know, they cast yeah. him because he looked like. A rat. He was so cute. <laughs> Are you attracted to rats? <laughs> Just yep. kidding. Because, uh, like, yeah, like, this is the hard part is, like, as I'm watching it, I'm, like, scoffing and laughing at it. Mm-hmm. But then you tell me why you like it. I'm like, well, God, well, yeah, you're right. No, but Those I also, things are there, there. But I'm also, yeah. you have, like, there's nothing wrong with this and it doesn't fault you. I'm watching it right now. Yes. I don't have any history with it. Right. All of that. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I don't think the performance is bad. Like, I think you're no. right. I think yeah. you ha- I hit, think you hit it on the head, like, where you believe George Clooney as this dad who is definitely, like, aloof and, like, is a charming, playful, like, I'm a big kid dad who mm-hmm. but doesn't really take full interest in his daughter until later in the movie when he kind of realizes he needs to. Mm-hmm. I buy that. Mm-hmm. I think the movie mm-hmm. 
doesn't serve that up enough for mm. my for me. Mm-hmm. His performance mm-hmm. is not getting enough attention because mm. there's so much going on. Yeah, they're yeah. trying to tackle too much in this movie for me. Yeah, so that's why we get these surface level things. Uh-huh. You're trying to make me believe they're falling in love. Right. In addition to, you're trying to make me believe that George Clooney is now He's growing as a dad. Yeah. In addition, you're trying to make me believe that Michelle Pfeiffer is moving on from her ex husband to get yes. more attention to her son. Right. In addition to, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's 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 like a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, mm-hmm. and then the way the movie puts it together feels a little sloppy to me. Mm-hmm. Like transition wise, yeah. these really ugly swipes. swipes. Yeah. And then the, the With split. the traffic sound. Yes. <laughs> and, you, yeah. and I'm just like, ah, ah, get out of the way. <laughs> like to me, it's a movie where you go, like it, it's movies like this that frustrate me, not because they're terrible in the sense of like, God, you really wasted my time. Mm-hmm. It's more of like, I see there could be something great here. Yeah. And no, I don't I think you, you hit it a hundred percent. I could, I do think that it could be even better than it is. Yeah. Then that's, I think that's where me, I just get frustrated because I'm like, yeah, there's yeah. potential. If you just simplify this a little, I could, this could yeah. be a great movie. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. um, and the split screens just drove me nuts. Yeah. And there was a lot of fast talking. Mm-hmm. And I think you're right with this His Girl Friday. But there was like a lot of times I was like, and I don't even know if it's the performance wise. It's just the filmmakers wise. It felt like a lot of times I'm like, you're just, I'm hearing a lot of words. Yeah. I'm not feeling, I'm not seeing a lot of connection. Mm-hmm. Like the front of this DVD is like, they talk about the chemistry before between George Clooney mm-hmm. and Michelle Pfeiffer. I don't believe that there's great chemistry. You oh, can argue this. Interesting. I think not I watch- even when they say she says thank you in that um, which part in the Rockefeller Center building when she's like thank you and he's like I know your name Mel. You, I th- you laughed I think, so much. I did laugh because I think those moments, those moments, I get why I see two, I see two great performances mm-hmm. or performers. I don't see, I don't see this great like. Be- I didn't. Be- I don't believe. Oh, I'm watching two people fall. I'm not being like fall in love and exist. I see two actors doing. Yeah, I believe you're well, charming. I feel like I that believe about most rom coms. You're like, probably right because That's the, genre. the whole concept is they don't like they despise each other and then like they fall in love like curmudgeonly. Um, it happened one night as like that as well. I almost I. I really That's, wish we had watched it happen one night. But well, I'll have you back. Can I just explain a scene from that movie? Yeah, it's please. like even we though we did that. not watch that movie, <laughs> there's like a lot of tension because um Claudette Colbert and oh my god, what's his name? Oh my god. I can't think Clark of Clark Gable, yeah, right? Clark Gable. Oh my god. I haven't Thank seen you. the movie, but it's Clark Thank Gable. You. Right? I had a brain fart. Okay. That's okay. Um, they're like both undressing and there's a sheet in between them mm-hmm. and there's like all this tension, even though like the two of them aren't like looking at each other like they want to have sex there's like a lot of i don't know the way that it sets it up I, yeah am i making I any it. sense yeah it's like the there's the i i prefer like no nudity and things i think that's like more interesting right you know i and think like, well i think any nudity should here's the thing i agree with you because i'm not i'm not somebody that's like well, it's more rotten, believable. It's like yeah. you it's a choice. And if you don't if you just make an arbitrary mm-hmm. arbitrary choice mm-hmm. just to have it, then it it stand it, it will stand out like a sore thumb mm-hmm. and it'll fill out a place yeah. within your story. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um so it's like I don't need nudity to be like to prove to me that this feels real. It right. has to have a reason for being present. Yeah. And it, it 
just for the sake of saying this, it, it usually is like objectifying the woman. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. I recently saw T2, the mm. sequel to Train Spotting. Yeah, I've never seen that. Train Spotting? Yeah, I That's need fine. to watch it. I, it's on my I, list. I do think it's a great movie. And the sequel, I actually think was great too. Was it? And there's a little bit of nudity in it that I would say maybe there's a little bit of, then you see like <laughs> McGregor's butt. <laughs> And I was like, that's weird. They're just showing his awkward little butt while he talks. And like, I would, I would argue that like, I liked that. And I was like, okay, I agree with the choice because when you're seeing him naked, you're mm-hmm. seeing him actually be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And so I'd be like, okay, I'll buy it. If yeah. that's what you're really like, you're making a, a choice to show that he's being vulnerable and mm-hmm. these are the moments he's being most vulnerable and he's mm-hmm. completely naked. And also they do that with women all the time. Like, let's just show her in her underwear because... That's more interesting. Yeah. And it's like, I agree. I think you're right. Most nudity, especially for women, is just objectifying and just like, we want to show the body and be sexy. Mm -hmm. There was one episode of, I love Shameless, but there was one episode where every single woman that wasn't Emmy Rossum, like in the show and, and that wasn't the young daughter was naked, like for no reason. That's lame. Like every single female actress in that episode was naked. But they love to do that. In that yeah, show, they do. Right? But it was, it was like, like Californication did that too, yeah, right? And, but it was just so like obvious. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I 100%. Yeah. I get you. It's it just, just like, this is what sometimes. we're going to be edgy this way. Yeah. Versus it really being a choice. Because mm-hmm. I think there's or like serving a, the story. Yeah, serving yeah. the story. And yeah. like, I think anything in any choice in a movie or any, yeah, any kind of thing that involves storytelling. If your thing is there not to serve the story, it will stand out, and you'll be and you'll be criticized for mm-hmm. not being there. Because mm-hmm. like nudity, like I one of my favorite nude scenes in a movie. There's two that are come to mind. Each are, moment, Tommy. Oh, that's a good one. I which which moment? I don't know. Isn't there just a lot? There's of There's a lot of sex and nudity like, in I that. Like that movie. I haven't seen that forever, and I probably would have a different opinion but now then. Yeah, I, same. Um, probably a better opinion because I think I saw it. I probably just wasn't in like, like probably just not developed. Someone rented sexually. it and you were oh developed. Okay. I honestly don't think I when I saw it like sexuality was like a, a thing that I was comfortable with in myself. Oh. So I don't think that movie would have been. I think I wouldn't have gotten a lot of it or yeah. been uncomfortable. Like not uncomfortable in the sense to turn it off, but more uncomfortable and like not understanding the exploration. Mm-hmm. Whereas I sense. think now I'd be like oh yeah. This is really like exploring some things that I now understand. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, growing up in a conservative lifestyle and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, my, I'm like oddly conservative about like nudity. It's weird. I come I from such a liberal family, but right. I'm like, I get very uptight about it. I don't know. Maybe that's why I like romantic comedies. It's <laughs> okay to have that. And I don't think yeah. that's a bad thing yeah. um, to have because I do think that there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Like, don't let people tell you there's something wrong with that. Yeah. I've seen every Spielberg movie that he's ever made because I took a Spielberg class at USC. And, like, a huge theme of it was sexuality. And he does not really explore it. And, like, there's barely any nudity right. in all of his movies. But sexuality just, can be explored without nudity. Yeah. And, like, that's what I really appreciated about it. Like, Catch Me If You Can is, like, a very sexy movie. And I, yeah. I think there's very little nudity. I don't know is if anyone nudity? gets naked I, at all. I think there's sex in it. There might be like, brief boobs. Is but it's there? not, it's not like, I, I don't like think it's... Jennifer Garner, you know, the prostitute character, I don't think she ever gets naked. And I don't think we, Amy Adams is ever naked no, in it. Yeah. But like, that's like a movie. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. I just, I, not that I'm like this huge Spielberg fanatic, but like, it's just interesting. Like you can tell a story with, without it. Yeah. yeah. And again, it's just about what your story is about. And if it's, yeah. the, if it's there, like, yeah, Spielberg 
But there's people like Billy Walter who dealt with a lot oh, of those I themes love, without love having. Mm-hmm. Like, Some Like It Hot is a, f- a lot of overt, like, sex talk. Yeah. There's never nudity. Right. And there's and, a like, lot of sexual talk. And she's very sexy and yeah. she doesn't need to take her dress off for you to feel that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I like that One Fine Day ends before the sex scene. They, like, she yeah. gets all dressed up and then, like, he's asleep. Like, I just love that because... I don't know. That's just how life is. You yeah, know? life. Romance, sex is great. Mm-hmm. We'll get that out of the way. But like the most important thing is like they're a family. Your intimacy, your, yeah, their family. They're close. And yeah. Their closeness. Like there's something more than sex happening in the movie. So if them just have yes. sex, then it would be like, oh, that's what we were really up towards mm-hmm. for this whole day. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't serve up the fact that they're trying to like be single parents right. and then their thing is coming together to have like a, a whole unit. And that last shot when they're asleep and the kids come out of the room, it's like the kids are why they know each other too. And yes. that's what I love about it. Also. And that'd be weird if they would have had sex because the kids were like barely in another room. <laughs> it's like a very small New York apartment. Like, I'll be honest, like when we were watching it, I felt even a little weird <laughs> that they were I, sitting I on the of, couch. They, they were in another room. Yeah. The and then kids. they started to like get like He's like, what if I kiss you? And I'm like, how far are you going to take this? Because they're right. They hadn't even closed the doors yet. Right. So she had doors to her bedroom. Yeah. And he was doing the whole like, which I hate in movies when guys are like, what would I do if I kissed you right now? Because I'm like, that's just no one. No one's ever said that. No one ever says like, can I kiss you? Like when people in movies go like, can I kiss you now? Or what if I kiss you? I'm like. Kisses don't happen that way. They are awkward, and you, you, they happen. They just do. Yeah. They, no one asks for permission. Well, yeah. Some, and if they do, the life, kiss but... often doesn't happen because it's like, what? Why yeah. did you ask? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no one wants to be asked to be kissed. If you want to kiss, you'll feel it. <gasps> Can I kiss you? And if you, you go for a kiss and they don't want it, they're gonna, they'll tell you, or you're a creep, and you, sh- you're. Ugh. <laughs> Uh, I mean, you don't know how to read people. You're socially, a, you're probably the worst. <laughs> yeah, that was it. That was silly. Because I, I was just like, yeah. And I was just like, because if they had sex with the kids that close, I'd be like, this is this movie's fucking weird now. Yeah. It would have taken into, into the realm of it would have broken the the wholesome movie that it already was. Yes. To begin with. Yes, it's a very wholesome movie. Um, uh, <laughs> I feel like I got. That got me off train. Oh, yeah. We were yeah. talking what, about. What were we talking oh, about? I, I brought up nudity. Place. Sorry. No, I don't I, know. No, what. Uh, the nudity thing brings me back to like, mm-hmm. I loved in the movie um, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Mm, I yeah, don't really know if I movie. still love that movie. I haven't seen it since movie theaters. Mm-hmm. And I know my parents hated it, but I love the beginning of that movie. He's where, naked. And, because yeah. he's naked and he's his most vulnerable when he gets broken up with. Yes. And I think they purposely made that as a choice. For sure. To, to be like, we're watching this guy get cr- crushed in the most vulnerable position mm-hmm. you be. I think that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. And I love male nudity, especially yeah. when it's making fun of them. Absolutely. Um, I'm someone who's performed multiple times naked on the UCB stage. You have? Yeah. Um, oh, my God. I, the terrifying. One year I was on Mod. Uh, got naked? Yeah. Adam McCabe wrote a sketch Whoa. that it's still one of my favorite sketches. And I'll tell you this. I was more scared to sing the simplest song ever, the Mr. Rogers theme song, mm-hmm. as Mr. Rogers than to get naked. Because the whole sketch, it was that it 
I always came out as Mr. Rogers singing the theme song, mm-hmm. and then how you know how he changes his jack his like jacket and then puts on another one and shoes. Yeah. Instead of just doing that, I completely get naked and then put the same and then I put the <laughs> same shit. I put this uh, while singing and then I put the same clothes back on and then I sit down and go hi Mr. Rogers this is my final show blackout. Great sketch that Adam McCabe That's wrote for funny. me, and I, I and I was like yeah I'll do it because I think yeah because if nudity to me if the punch if the if the Punchline is sense is not the nudity. Yeah. But if it serves like the nudity. Right. Or the nudity serves the joke, mm-hmm. I'm 100%. Yeah. Like if the nudity is just like, yeah, we're naked and that's really look, well, look, we're naked. I'm like, I don't, mm-hmm. bullshit. Yeah. And yeah. so that was my first time I was naked on stage. Wow. Uh, at UC. It was so fun. I loved it. Yeah. That and must have been liberating, actually. For me, yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. Uh, it, and then, yeah. And I mean, the other- I really admire Lena Dunham. Like, she's naked all the time and she wants to be. I also feel like I love Kate Winslet. And Kate, I feel like Kate Winslet wants to be naked. Oh, I think like, you're right. She is naked in every movie. It's, and I like seeing, it. like little and- children. You're just like, damn. You <laughs> just want to show it off. Yeah. yeah. And um, what's that one? Oh, my. I can't it's remember okay. anything, of I course, can't. when I'm is, having is a it hidden or the one something creatures. The, the, the um. Why is Changeling coming to mind? That's Changeling. the Angelina Jolie yeah, that's movie. The What's that Revolutionary one? Revolutionary Road. She wasn't naked yeah. in that. She, I think she might be, but there's the other one where she plays the Holocaust survivor. Oh, uh, the reader. Yeah, the reader. Yes. She's naked in that. She gets in, she's in the bathtub. Yeah, she's a lot of bathtub all, scenes. And, that's yeah. when I, I was like, ding, ding, ding. She likes she's it. Just, she like, do you think when she gets a script, Kate was like, skims through, goes like, is there, and she doesn't Can see I show nudity. my boobs? She doesn't see nudity. She just sends it away. Yeah. Or she has an assistant that only get, delivers her scripts now yeah. that have to have nudity in her role. Another interesting detail about her, sorry, this has nothing oh, to do with one time day, is that she is the reason why she's in the Steve Jobs movie because she was on another movie and the makeup woman had just been hired for Steve Jobs uh-huh. and um, she was like all excited and she was like Kate I just got this job and Kate Winslet was like I want to be in that so she got a black like black haired wig and like took a picture or a video or something and got into contact with the director Danny and like Boyle. yeah and that's how that she got amazing. the part like to this day she is still having to say I'd be right for this role like even this but that, huge star but even that the, but you're you're saying that in a weird way of like oh I like it never ends like of? it never ends and yeah. like that's a sort of a bad and I get that the how, audition like, oh you should but to me I like her more that you said that because that means that she is willing to go work even harder than everybody else yes. to get that role yes and because she's no one shame. of my favorites yeah, of all time same, me too I think, I think she's, she's my favorite she's actress amazing yeah she's perfect uh, yeah. and did you see Steve Jobs by the way I did I yeah. thought it was it was my favorite movie of that year mm-hmm. yeah and it was good it didn't for me it was one movie that just I mean I don't give a shit who gives awards but yeah, it didn't yeah. get it didn't get, I, recognized, it didn't get really. recognized for what I thought it did right and um and she is so good in it. She's so, like everybody's great in it, but she is just stands out. She's really <sighs> good in every. I think she's she's, really like, she's my Meryl. You know, like she, yeah. she and Glenn Close. Glenn Close is also one of my favorite actresses, and she I has haven't seen enough of her. She's been gypped. Yeah. Oh, she's, she's been nominated. Enough. Yeah. But like, here's the thing. I agree. People have been gypped. But in the end, the awards don't mean shit. I know. Because I, know. I get what they do, but like, but there's, I guess there's I just perform- want Glenn Close to be talked about more. Yes. Yeah. I hear what you're Kate saying. Yeah. But there are performances that will never be rewarded. Right. That like will stand out even above the rewarded ones. That's very true. And we just have to keep going back to those rather than like, yeah. 
Holding on. I don't know. It's just. Yeah, no, but I, I do love that she put herself out there. And there, yeah. it's like egoless to be like, hey, I want this part. Yes. Yeah. Willing to go out on that limb. To embarrass herself. Embarrass or, herself. Because mm-hmm. that, that could have gone. And like, ask for, for things. Things. Yeah, ask for it. Very hard. And that could have gone to a place where like. Somebody else could have got it, and she could have been like, just left there and be like, "I did this crazy thing that didn't amount to anything." I didn't get the part. I didn't get the part, but now Danny Boyle has seen of pictures of me trying my best to get that role. But that, like, is that to me makes me like like her even more. I know. Way to go. She's a fighter. Yeah, Yeah. because we all should be fighters. I know. It's so hard. Uh, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. I think that's. Oh, I like that story a lot. Mm-hmm. I like that story. And my other back to the nudity thing. <laughs> yes. My other one mm-hmm. is in the movie about Schmidt, Alexander mm-hmm. Payne, mm-hmm. when uh, Kathy Bates. Yes. She gets in the hot tub. Yep. I think it's not gratuitous. I think it's her character. Yeah. Her yeah. character's that, that kind of like. Me. And like she's just like look. Right. And it, I, that's and what I, that person would do. Do and it's yeah. it's a really funny moment. Mm-hmm. And she's just like yeah. I'm yeah. trying to get it's intimate all out with here. you. Yeah, I'm all out here. I'm not. I'm not. I'm shameless about yeah. it, which mm-hmm. is great. And mm-hmm. and it's just that kind of body type. It's not. And that's why like, I love the Lena Dunham thing because it's not. You know, she's naked. And yes, the the hot girl Jemima Kirk or whatever is naked sometimes, but also it's mostly Lena Dunham, Dunham being naked, and that is positive for the world. Yes, I 100 yeah. percent agree because she looked great the way she is. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Mm-hmm. 100%. <laughs> We're nodding. We're nodding in agreement. We are. We are. Uh, so, yeah, I think, again, I want to just, I want to point out that I think everything you've said about One Fine Day is right. I think only just because I'm seeing it at this time in my life. Yeah. And have probably seen a bunch of romantic movies mm-hmm. that, like, my judgments only come from, like, I'm seeing the tropes. Mm-hmm. And it's probably it's because I'm, I have a, a brain that's been educated through film school and been pretentious at one point in my life. And then, you know, come back. It's like, okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I've seen these. And I've also seen other roles where not from these two actors that are our leads, not. Not performance from them are better because I think they're still bringing their A game in this movie. Yeah, I've just seen other roles that serve them better. Yeah, is all I'm saying. That or films sense. that get to show me for sure them. Yeah, at their show like, hey, we're also this movie is great yeah. that you're in versus yeah. just oh, I have to like acknowledge you're great. Right, 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 right. Yeah, there's just a lot I relate to, I guess. And there's those moments of like when he's insecure and sees her with the ex-husband and like yeah. doesn't but accept the movies, invitation. Like, but those, what? But those are the moments like the, where the movie to me feels like it forces a moment versus oh. where it feels organic to me. Interesting. I feel like that's so that's so relatable. Like those moments where you can say yes to something or or take like the the or go after what you want and you don't. Like, I feel like that happens every day. I think you're right. You know? I think I I sense the relatability. I mm-hmm. think the movie... The way it's done. The way it's done in this best. movie doesn't... Commu- does it in a way that I'm like, oh, you're... Because, like, yeah. to me... Hammering it on the head. Yeah, hammering on the head or just doing it in an unnatural way to sort of just communicate it to me. Mm-hmm. Like, the music bothered me a lot in this movie. Yeah. Because it's sort yeah. of telling me... It's a movie that's telling me how to feel versus letting me... Right. Like, showing me and just letting me, like... Because, like, that moment with the ex-husband, like... Like, I wanted to believe that she might have needed to move on a little bit more. Because, mm-hmm. like... 
we we laughed about how the like when she sees the ex-husband how he touches her face (laughs) and that's the moment where i think the filmmaker is going we got to communicate this so touch her this way versus where i'm like i don't believe that if that's her ex that sort of is already gone gone and moved Mm -hmm. on yeah because that's how i think you're presented is before you meet him, he's moved on. He's done. He's a definitely has no part in their lives. Sure. Yeah. He's just sort of like checking in because she's hounded him to. Right. So when he does that touch, mm-hmm. to me, it's to show us as the audience, like, look, I need to, we need to make this believable that this character is going to react the way he reacts, which is, yes, relatable in real life. Yeah. But the movie itself has to sell it in an, a way that I'm like, I uh, don't buy it. You know, I would argue though she he just rejected her, so she's probably like her defenses are down. But anyway. you're probably right. Uh, you're probably 100 percent right, Liz. I'm gonna. Uh. It's not a perfect movie. <sighs> I know. But I you're, recognize this. You're probably 100 percent. Right. No one will watch this after listening to our conversation. <laughs> they'll watch well, they the will. reader. They'll well, they watch will. every Kate Winslet thing. Yeah. They'll watch Train Spotting too, Ooh. but they will not watch one. One fine day. day. <laughs> it just gets buried by all those. We other watched movies. it for you. Put it that way. Yeah, we watched it for we you. Saved folks. you an hour and a half or whatever. Oh, it's, I think it's pretty short, actually. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a short movie. I'm sorry. Don't apologize. Don't apologize. Okay. Now I've seen it. Yeah, I will not have. take that now away. Now you know. Yeah, now I know. Now I can have an opinion of one fine day. You that's can. that's a that's a value. Okay. To me. Yeah, it's a Do gift. not apologize for this. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd love to nitpick this movie, but I don't want to. That's Aww. the thing, is it's not a movie that I'm like while watching it, it's fun to like laugh and I can be like laugh at it and be like this. But it's a movie that I'm like, eh, I don't need to nitpick it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One, you have such a place in your heart for it that I don't <laughs> want to crush you. <laughs> but that does. That makes me go like, yeah, no, yeah I don't need to. Yeah. I don't need to try to be better than this movie. <laughs> Which is a lot of times you have to like... I remember coming out of like film school and feeling like I had to have an opinion about everything and like tell oh, you it. why I can't. Well, I'll tell you why one fine day is a waste of a movie. And well, now I'm, I'm like, like, that, like now I'm like, you know what? I might dislike this movie, but that doesn't take the value away from what you get out of it. True. But I will say that I am like the person you're describing. I went to film school. I hate most movies. Hey, I, uh, in could, high school, everyone was always like, don't take Liz. She'll hate it. Like, I never oh, that like, was My parents would be like, you just because you went to film school, that's why you don't like this exactly. movie. And I'm like, what? I just could see what's wrong. Yeah, and it's so funny because I'm like you. I see everything wrong, but this movie, like, it just takes me back to a place right. where I don't, I see past it. Yeah, or I don't see I, it at all, actually. There's yeah. going to be a hundred, I bet there's a hundred yeah. movies that I'm going to have like that. that. Grease 2, maybe. You'll Grease watch 2, it probably, and, think, and I'll be like, I still like it. I still want to be I him. think that's why I will be with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles forever, mm-hmm. the first one. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. everybody can probably point out and be like, I don't care. Yeah. That, Big Trouble in Little China, mm-hmm. or, yeah, oh, yeah, I'll probably be the same way with that movie. Mm-hmm. Maybe, and Death to Smoochie. I probably those are the movies. The movies that people will be like, "This is why they're bad." I'm like, I don't care. I will love them forever. Yeah, (laughs) it's just like can't take that that sweetness away. Those movies are one or my one fine day. Perfect. Yay! Great. Um, As we wrap up, uh, for you, I have one last question that I ask every guest. Uh Um. So my podcast course is about how I will watch anything once. Yes. That's why you don't need to apologize. Mm-hmm. But I want to ask you, is, are there movies for you that um, you go that you avoid? 
Especially you come from like a film school background and like have this really probably a heightened opinion. Yeah. Not that other people don't have a, a valuable opinion, but you probably have a little bit of a heightened educated opinion. But are there uh, movies yeah. that you avoid or like something that you choose not to see? Um, I usually don't see like the big summer movies because okay. I'm just not I'm not that interested in them. But then there's like I'll randomly go with a friend like District 9 was just a movie I was randomly taken to with a, by a friend and loved that because I feel like that had a message to it. That was a big movie that had a point. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I guess I don't I don't see like every action movie. My mom loves them, oddly. So really? I'll go with her. But and I don't know if I would have seen Doctor Strange, but I loved it. I went with my mom. Um. Yeah. So I think it's like I love like November and December, like when all the award movies are coming out you like, like the that's, heavy, that like, is like my thinkers. favorite time of year um yeah i guess i don't avoid any i guess nudity stuff i don't watch game of thrones that's a detail i like I game of thrones them. but i honestly don't think you're missing anything that movie sort of lost me even though i'm gonna finish it the show you mean yeah yeah i just there was like a butt in my face and i was like uh goodbye because <laughs> well, that's hbo too i know but i i watch you know, girls i watch a lot of other HBO i loved insecure shows. Yeah. Did you watch that? I haven't finished it, but I do. I think it's great, yeah. but you know what? The nudity, you know why the nudity bothers me in that? Why? Cuz I don't like when nudity feels like their bodies are movie stars and they're not the people they're presenting. Oh. Like Insecure really feels like you're watching people that are just that 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 exist in that Los Angeles that are just trying. Oh, they're just everyday people, but then when they get naked, mm-hmm. especially the men in that movie, mm. They look like, wait, what? Mm. That's the body of this human? I don't buy it anymore. Mm. Like the boyfriend, yeah. her, she has like that boyfriend sort of kind of a loser. Yeah. He looks like fucking Best Buy, can't get his shit together. Yeah, yeah. When you see that guy with his fucking shirt off or like when he's having sex, he's like fit as fuck. <laughs> and I'm like, clearly you're a loser because you've been working out and not trying to get a fucking job. Right. That that pulls me out because like mm. I'm like, that's not, those body types aren't. Uh, of the of our daily life of the world yeah they're like movie movie Not like bodies. real people and that's interesting because it's like cable so you'd you'd think that like cable would be more evolved and we'd be seeing like every type of body but it's still not. Uh, but it's case. also like what actors are told to have yeah it's true we're you know we've come a long way but we also haven't we're yeah. also in the same exact place that we were it's kind of crazy it really is yeah after all of these years of cinema There's still more to <laughs> doing go the same old shit yeah exactly but yeah. do you like dr strange did you say i did i did like. I have a, strange. i'm a huge marvel fan so uh, and yeah. i was a huge fan of dr strange i did like dr strange a lot i, just, I liked i like anything that's um like spiritual kind of oh cool. i like spiritual stuff well I, i'm glad they finally brought magic into the Marvel universe because that got me really excited because I like yeah. it in the comic book universe mm-hmm. and then now I'm like ooh they can have it now yeah. and I'm a huge fan of all that mystic stuff mm-hmm. as well mysticism and stuff like that is great yeah I'm 100% with you on that I guess I would avoid um like Fast and the Furious that's a movie yeah, yeah, yeah. you'd can... probably like have to be like please Liz like we'll go eat before or after <laughs> eat? Like, is there a place I have to say that we'll eat though to give you a go um, like what's no, the place I will just eat like <laughs> if I can eat then like I hate shopping but if someone's like but we'll we'll eat I'm like okay oh my god I love it I'll fit that into my day just that's your good that's your the card that somebody has to play to get if you I'm to do it. I'm fed anything. I'm happy <laughs> hey I'm with you on that. Mm-hmm. I'm with you on that. 
Yeah. Oh, that's great. Um, what was your last, you said you loved the award season, this past award season, what were the movies? That, if you had to name three movies that people should see from this last award season that you were, oh, no. what would you say? Moonlight. Great, um, I loved it. I still haven't seen Lion, which is silly because I I haven't like either. I've I have a screener that, that I haven't watched Same. Yet. My parents really liked that. I liked Hidden Figures a lot. I haven't seen it, but um, I have a screener. What else did I like? What else came out? Can you help me? I mean, I like Lalo. I know that's a I haven't seen silly it. movie, I, but I did like it. Um, I haven't seen it's, everything. It's not perfect. It kind of falls apart. I think the second half of the movie is kind of a mess, but mm-hmm. I did I did like parts of it. And what else was nominated? <gasps> Moonlight, I think, is just in it, the most important movie. Yeah, it was extra. And I thought it was season. great storytelling. And um, yeah, just seeing like this gay guy look that way. Yes. Yeah. I agree. That was ex- like that has that's an image. Oh my god, Get Out I just saw, which is Oh, Get that's Out. That's probably great. one of the best movies I've seen in a really long time. Yeah, it's and a great movie. It's so important I think to see like a black man killing white people and being like happy about it. Yeah, and being like, like "Oh, that's okay." Fuck yeah, kill that guy. Yeah, fill, like, chop kill, that person's head off. Tough. Shove that beat the shit out of that uh, Catherine Keener, yeah. who's one of my favorite, but beat the I shit know, out of her good. character. And, and please, Allison Williams, die. Yeah. Die a I painful love death. It. Like that image, I've never seen a movie that that did that before. Yeah. So. and it also has so many great um like messages in it in itself mm-hmm. and it, it's just great. He did a great job. Yeah, it's a really Jordan good Pilt movie. He knocked it out of the park. It's kind of insane how good it is. It really is. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, that was a really good movie. Um Yeah, I think that that's all that's coming to mind. What else did what did you like? I can't even remember anything. Who cares what I Those liked. are the three I mean, movies I that talk about like you hit I mean I liked those. Yeah. But Get Out is this year. It's not from last year, but I'm right. glad it's Right. It's one that I just don't want people to forget at the end of the year. I know. Because it comes out so early. It's one of those yeah. weird ones because the beginning of the year they dump a lot of movies. Yeah. But that's one where you're like, clearly it wasn't meant to be a dump, but you just don't want it to get buried by the end of the year. Yes. That's God, what I, I hope, hope not. If it does, that's... It I will mean, still be remembered by, I think, the majority of audiences. Right. We just don't... That would c- be insane right. if it was forgotten. But, um, but I have one other question for you just because mm-hmm. I, want, I want you to... Outside of One Fine Day, what are your top three rom-coms that you would be like, see these? It happened one night. Great. Um, I do like Never Been Kissed a lot. Um, I also really like <laughs> Clueless and Legally Blonde. These are so great, silly. Don't be. Um, I also like Two for the Road with Audrey Hepburn. Um, and... Of course, they're all just disappearing. His Girl Friday is one of my favorites. I think um, His Girl Friday is one of my favorite. Like, it's just a brilliant movie. It still holds up. It's insane. I love, um, I actually really like a lot of Hugh Grant rom-coms. This is not even a really good movie either, but Two Weeks Notice with Sandra Bullock and Hugh Grant is also like a guilty, I've never a seen guilty that pleasure one. for me. Um, I love Sandra Bullock. She's another actress there. I'm like, I, that's a great career. Like nobody talks about the fact that she goes from like comedy to drama. She right. does like whatever the fuck she right. wants. She was wonderful in Miss Congeniality. Oh, I love Miss Congeniality. Yeah. Um, I love like all the 90s prop cops. I'm having a great. Trouble. So just start in 1990 and go all the way till 2000. <laughs> yeah. I was with born rom-coms. in 1990. So that, that was a great year to choose it makes total sense mm-hmm. well thank but it you. happened one night i think is an important movie and two for the road is also really good because it has like a it's a rom-com but it's there's a, a sad element that i think uh-huh. is interesting too 
Um, and Roman Holiday. Yeah, Audrey Hepburn's pretty great. Roman Holiday. We got to wrap up, but Roman yeah. Holiday I like a lot, but there's mm-hmm. one thing that bothers me through the entire movie, and it's just because it's of its time, what? but it drives me bonkers, what? is that Gregory Peck holds her arm and got and like pulls her everywhere throughout that movie. And I know it's just of the time, but it drives it's me sad. up the wall. She has a very it's a little small, fragile arm. Yeah, and it's just like he just guides her, and it's just that yeah. like kind of weird of its time misogyny and you're just like yeah the movie's still delightful but that one little detail is like mm. the thing that I'll just call out and be like stop it stop it Gregory Peck <laughs> yeah that's fair <laughs> fuck Gregory Peck I guess <laughs> I just think again it's one of those things where you have to let slide a little bit because yeah. it's like you can't you, but you're just like I will always call it out mm-hmm. that's fair <laughs> that's, that's, that should be called out 100% but yeah. great yeah thanks Liz Thanks, Mark. David Christensen. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad because listeners probably forgot my full name. (laughs) But thank you for spending the time with me and introducing me to One Fine Day. Of course. Thanks for listening. If you want more from Liz Guest, you can follow her on Twitter at Liz Guest. That's L-I-Z-Z-G-U-E-S-T. Also, check out her great web series, GuestAppearancesWebSeries.com is where you can check out all of the great episodes, part of her wonderful web series, which she wrote and directed. It's very funny. It's good. Check it out. She's wonderful. Also, check out the UCB calendar. Um, I'm not sure of dates, but she does um, co-host with the team called Fresh Hell, a variety show at UCB. And that's a delightful show to check out, too. Help out all the great shows on the Boardwalk Audio Network by just clicking that button that says support our artists. Go to Amazon and just do your normal purchasing and then we'll get a small kickback. It costs you nothing, but it keeps these great podcasts coming to your ears. Thank you again for listening. You can follow the podcast and stay updated on episodes and other things that I like, movies I'm watching um, on social media with Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter at IWWAO. Also, I'd love to hear from my listeners about how, what your thoughts on the podcast and what movies I should watch. You can send those to me directly on those social media avenues using the hashtag IWillWatchAnythingOnce or email me at IWillWatchAnythingOnce at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you all out there. And then please go on to iTunes, rate, review, and subscribe. I'd love to read your reviews of the podcast. So thank you so much. And remember... If you haven't seen it once, you can't complain. Yeah, I don't know. Whose phone this... number is that on your computer? Sorry, that's not. That's a password for uh, oh. for a Wi-Fi that I. Gotcha. Yeah, I love that. That has nothing to do for the listeners. There's <laughs> there's just a post-it with yeah. a phone number on his yeah, computer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just don't don't read that. Uh. This has been.
than a BoardWalk Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit BoardWalkAudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.